Yo, everybody, what is up? What is up? I've been uh, kind of slacking a little bit, but lots of technical difficulties. Had some computers <clears throat> blow out trying to use HDMI projectors, and uh, so now I'm streaming from the old computer that um, made me want to commit suicide for like probably two years. I bought a new one, and I burnt it out on a projector. Burnt out the logic boards on both of them. So that was a that was a killer deal, killer deal. So <clears throat> we'll get into it. What I wanted to talk about tonight is not uh, waiting for people to save you, right? Like I think in life you have to control what you can control, and what's that? That's you. Um, I think too often we end up waiting for somebody else with the guidance or uh, money or equipment or knowledge or whatever it is. But really, it comes down to you figuring out, you gaining the knowledge or the equipment or whatever. Um, and I think a lot of it is people, myself included, um, you get ner- like, especially if you're starting something, say you're starting a podcast or whatever, you want to be like, how does this work? How do you do it? You know, like, where do you do this? But the, I think the, uh, the thing of it is that there is no one way and everybody's just figuring stuff out and doing it. Somebody figured a way to do it. And then they started doing it, and then everybody started copying them. And then now that's like the way. But that's not to say there's not other ways to do it. Obviously, it's easier to um, see what somebody's done and then emulate them. But uh, you'll only get like right below the person that started the thing. Like... I don't know. Rogan didn't start podcasting, but he's been around a long time, right? So if somebody just tries to copy everything that he's done, like let's say that was your business plan, you're just going to go, whatever Rogan does, I'm going to do, or whatever he did, I'm going to do. You'll never make it as far as the original person did. Because when they did it, it was new. Uh so everybody was like, whoa, cool, let's jump on this bandwagon. Um, but then it's already been done, right? So it's not as special as it was when, if you were the first person. Does that make sense? I mean, I guess, I was going to say cars. Ford's still pretty big. There are ones as big as Ford, but... Ford's pretty big. And I mean, I think that this goes on, carries over to um, two factions of the of the world, probably, right? You have um, people that believe that uh, the government is going to come and save them. And then you have people that believe that uh, Jesus or God or something is going to come and save them. And I think what we've learned is that 
no one actually shows up and physically saves you. Right? Like, uh, we've seen enough, what was it, Katrina footage. Uh, what was the one here? Sandy. We've seen all those hurricanes and stuff and all those natural disasters. And guess what? It's too much. Like, we think that... And I, I was going to say magically appears, which the government or Jesus or God's going to magically appear. Like, you can't be in the middle of New Orleans and the whole city is flooded and tons of places are, you know, totally demolished. The whole area and you expect somebody to just know that you're at your house. You know what I mean? In the middle of wherever. It doesn't... Like, that's unreasonable to think that that's how that's going to work. Um, we just think that the government... It's funny. I think <clears throat> government is like... Uh, government is like God, kind of. In that uh, people put all their hopes and values into something that a lot of times never materializes. You know, I guess at least, I don't know, either way. And I'm not saying to not be religious or whatever. <clears throat> if that makes you feel comfortable, um, cool. But no one's going to physically show up and save you, I don't think. I could be wrong about that. But just like the government, the government's not, they're not saving every single person out there. They're they are not even doing a good job at saving everybody as a whole right now. So I think to think that, um, you know, they should just take care of all of our wishes and needs and everything's going to be taken, you know, like provided for us is silly. They don't even use our money right. I'm really getting off track here. But anyway, nobody's saving you. The other thing is that people rely on um, expect friends and stuff to, um, you know, like be there, support your ideas or, uh, you know, anything like that. And I, I don't think that I think a lot of times the issue is that they don't understand the idea. That's a lot of times the issue. They don't get, they can't see the vision, right? If you're the person having the vision, then other, especially if it's something that people haven't really done, you're like, yo, uh, I'm going to make these computers are called Apple and whatever. And I'm sure somebody was like, yeah, Steve Jobs, uh, sure you will. Sure, Apple will be huge and you'll make billions of dollars. Sure. How about he had a partner that was one of the, there was three founders and he um, filed, I forgot the guy's name. He filed for the papers for uh, Apple, the business. Then like four days later, 10 days later, something like that, he went back into the um, courthouse and was like, I want my name taking taken off of this business like I didn't even exist I had nothing to do with it so they did that so that guy clearly did not believe 
in Steve Jobs' vision. I'll tell you another thing. <clears throat> he was, uh, he had um, like 41% stock or something in Amazon or in Apple and sold it, wait for it, for 500 bucks. No, it was the contract. No, he sold his he sold his stocks. That's what it was. He sold the stocks for like five hundred bucks. Then he sold, um, like he backed out of the company, sold his stocks, got five hundred bucks. Then he sold the contract that he and Steve Jobs had signed for the business, and um, for eight hundred bucks or something like that. And then the person that bought it sold it for one point five million. There's somebody that did not believe in that. They did not believe that that was going to work. And guess what? They were wrong. And they were um, enough in, like, they actually fired, filed for the papers. So that was pretty deep. They're pretty deep in that one to then just be like, ooh. Makes you realize how much of a cunt Steve Jobs must have been, right? No. I mean, at that point, it was nothing. So my whole point is that don't let people that you know and even respect deter you from doing something you want to do because they can't see the end goal, which is 99% of the times how it's going to be. Um, I know that when I started doing freestyle or started getting into it, nobody thought that you I was going to make any money. They're like, how are you going to make money riding dirt bikes? Um and it's not like I had a plan where I knew how it was going to work, but I knew that I could make it happen. Um, and I think that's my, I always have these ideas, these kind of like weird out of the box ideas. And then I expect people when I go to tell them about the idea, I expect them to be like, bro, that's a great idea. But nobody ever does. There's a very, very, very small percentage of people that do that. What do most people do? The first thing out of their mouth is, <clears throat> that won't work. Although, what about uh, this? Or what about that? Or, uh, but again, most people are stuck in their shitty job in life. And then that's all they do. So, it seems like not the right person, people to be listening to. I w that's why I think... And it's not um, waiting for them to take care of you, but I think surrounding yourself with people that are doing things, not necessarily so that they can help you, but just so that you can pick up the vibe they have um, and just see how they work and operate. And of course, there's going to be, depending on if you do the same business that they do, you're going to end up uh, you know, learning some stuff, I would imagine. Um, so, so the whole point of this is that no one knows what the fuck is going on. All right. Some people just act way more confident that they know what's going on. Um, and some people are more confident. People don't even know what's going on, but they're more confident. Uh, so then they make stuff happen because they're just like believed that it would happen. But like me, 
when I go to these people and I tell them my ideas and then their response is less than like, yo, that's a great idea. It, I'm like, even people you would think I would think would be open-minded and would be stoked on new ideas. A lot of times they're not stoked on new ideas. Um, but that's just human nature, right? We hate change. Uh, the Supercross was on... Okay, so Supercross and Motocross have always been... This is an example. Supercross and Motocross have always been, like, back in the 90s, were super hard to find on TV. The Motocross races aired at, like, 3 in the morning or something. And I'm, like, mind you, like, 11 at the time. So I cannot stay up until 3 in the morning. I tried setting... Uh, alarms too to get up in the middle of the night and it never worked then uh even much more recent than that in the 2000s 2010 2015 on regular tv you would go to find it date and time everything and then like woman's volleyball is still going for an extra half an hour you know what i mean which i'm not mad at women's volleyball um if motocross is going to be pushed back for any reason i would say women's volleyball is probably one of the better ones but my point is that then they went to a couple years ago they went to this um i forget what they call it the NBC gold sports gold app or whatever it was and you could pay i don't know 75 bucks to watch every single supercross um a pre-race show or like practice Qualifying practice, a pre-race show, all the mains, no commercials, and people are bitching about it. You could watch the outdoor nationals. You could watch time qualifying there, which is never on anything. You can watch the whole motos. They don't go to a commercial. They end up putting you on a little grassy field, you know, and then you watch the track and you can hear the bulldozer going back and forth and shit and bikes and the announcer like it's a much cooler atmosphere now <clears throat> so there was that and then people watched on that some people a lot of people bitched about it and now it's still nbc but they switched it instead of being the sports gold app it's now on peacock premium yo people are so mad about it again this year and that's four ninety nine a month with commercials, nine ninety nine a month without commercials, and um, figure Supercross runs for probably two months, and then maybe three, and then uh, Motocross runs for two, maybe three months. So that's six months all year um, that you would have to pay for. So even at $10 a piece, that's $60. You could watch every single motocross race and supercross race, qualifying practice, that main events, and people are still mad. You don't even, the app, you don't even have to commit to like any amount of months. I'm just going to pay for it the months that races are on. But we're still mad. Why are we still mad? Because people don't like change. They don't like change. When the lockdowns started, I was like, yo, we got to go online. We got to do online shit. And everybody fucking bitched about it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe so. But 
there's not too much of a choice, one. Two, everything's going to be going that way. And I even said it then. I'm like, it needs to be not just straight stand-up to people sitting at their house, which on Zoom you can hear them. Um, it needs to become – it's going to be like a meld of – it's got to be something different. It's got to just not be people performing like they're in a club, but not in a club, just standing in their house. <clears throat> but nobody was even willing to listen to that. They're just going, nope, nope, nope. And everybody said that. And now, well, not everybody, but most said that. And now most people are doing virtual shows. crazy i know eventually you give in this is what the deal is all these people crying one woman with the app thing she's actually like uh she's like oh i guess that's the end of uh supercross for me and i'm like seriously you're gonna stop watching the whole sport because it's on a premium app which now you can watch it on your phone you can um screencast i think that's what it's called cast it to a tv i just don't understand why everybody's so mad about everything here's my other thing with this back to the original whole point if you wait for this is why i do i can i'm not great at any of this stuff this is all uh out of necessity stuff but i can edit I can stream, uh, I can film, I can do comedy, that's because I wanted to do comedy. It was a necessity to learn comedy because I wanted to do comedy, so that was a necessity. <clears throat> um, but I literally just hate having to wait on people and you know, wait on somebody and then have them tell me, this won't work. That won't work. And I'm like, uh. So you got to show people what will work. You don't be like, this is a great idea. You'd be like, yo, check this out. Check what I did. Um, I built, this is a, another little side anecdotal story. I built um, my full course in Georgia. And um, I built, uh, well, I had a course. So then I added these two big dirt hits. And I shaped them and everything. And I had to take the machine back. And the first one I know wasn't like it didn't have enough belly in it or whatever. Whatever. The first one looked weird. The second one was pretty good. But I knew that they were jumpable. And I also knew that the people that I rode with at the time would have showed up and been negative about the setup. So I literally built all this stuff by myself, went and got somebody that didn't ride, took them with me back to the jumps, jumped both jumps, then brought my friends over and they started hemming and hawing and then I got suited up and just ripped them because I'd already jumped them. And the reason that I did that was because <clears throat> negative thoughts and that kind of stuff is contagious. So had I built all the jumps and then brought those guys there before I had jumped them and now they start saying, Oh, uh, this one's no good. That one, you can't do this, blah, blah. Once they started saying that, that stuff would have gotten inside my head. 
and then it would have been harder for me to jump the stuff. <clears throat> so I did it just to preserve my own feeling on the situation because I knew that they were jumpable. Like I said, I ran at the thing a couple times. First one I hit, it was a little mellow. But I hit that one was fine, and then I ran at the second one a couple times, and then I hit that one. Uh, yeah, and then it was good. And then I brought them there, and then they wanted to bitch, and then I just started jumping them, and then they had nothing to say. Then they started jumping them with me. So, I mean, I think a lot of times that's the way to do it. It's the same thing with resumes and shit, right? Like, it's easy to go, a lot of, anybody can go, I plan on doing this. But if you take somebody a resume and it's already got, like, if you're like, I can make videos. Cool. Now you send somebody a video that you already made. Oh, you can make videos. Because <laughs> people say stuff all the time and they're like, that's interesting. Nobody wants to take, people will tell people hey, yeah, I can do that so that they can work for them. But they won't just figure it out on their own and work for themselves. They would lie to somebody with something going on that they could do something they couldn't do than to figure something out that they can't do for their own posterity. posterity. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. So... Um, yeah, don't wait for people, take it upon yourself, whatever it is, don't blame other people, take responsibility, you know, comics do it all the time, they like to be like, oh, this crowd sucks, that joke worked last time, or whatever, um, but it's like, maybe that night you didn't go into it right, right, blame it on yourself, um, I think especially Comedy wise, that's the best way to do it is to just go. I didn't. Uh, I didn't read the crowd right. I didn't do something right. This is my fault. And I mean, I would say that's. You know, overall, just a good uh, personal trait to have. Just accepting that sometimes you're the asshole. And. Um, Believe me, I've come to the realization a lot of times that I'm the asshole. Um, which is something I'm working on. Slowly. Slowly working on it. I've learned um, communication uh, is a big part of that. And actually just saying... I kind of... Um, so... People think I'm an asshole. I'm not really an asshole. I'm more so uh, socially awkward. So I kind of keep to myself, which people take as arrogance. Um, but it's really just me being insecure like you're insecure. So like my insecurity on top of your insecurity makes you think I'm an asshole. But it's really like we're in the same boat. But some... So I get it, and I don't, um, I don't probably convey how I feel necessarily, um, right, but 
Anyway, that was a long way around to just tell you, let you know that sometimes I'm the asshole and people don't like me because, again, just like comedy, I didn't um, approach them right or I didn't, you know, say the right thing or ask the right question or whatever. Um, I think probably most of it's being standoffish. But like I said, it's not me being thinking I'm better than anybody. It's, if anything, the opposite. It's me thinking like, uh, I don't belong or something or th- probably something like that. <coughs> um, which is we all feel the same way. I mean, I guess some people don't. Some people really think they're the shit. But and that's kind of why I don't want to act like that because I hate it when people act like they're the shit. And again, maybe they're just, maybe I'm just reading them wrong and they're also bad with uh, social cues. <clears throat> like, I'm not really an asshole. I just have uh, Impetigo. You guys don't know what that is. Any wrestlers out there know what that, what that is? Impetigo is like ringworm or something like that that you normally get from wrestling. I got it. I told people I had Alma Potato for a while. Um,. Anyway, take care of yourself. Take responsibility for your actions. If stuff is constantly, if nobody likes you, um, it's all of them. It's definitely all of them. It's not you. It's definitely all these people don't know what they're talking about. And they're dicks. I just turned the TV off, and it did not affect the lighting over here at all. So I'm going to turn it back on. All right, people, this is my – is that all we got to say about relying on yourself? Figure out whatever you need to do. What do you want to do? You want a podcast? Figure it out, especially now. It's getting easier and easier. I started podcasting like five years ago, like video uh, live streaming, and um, let me tell you. It's much, 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 much easier now than it was five years ago. And that's only five years ago. I'm sure the people before me, I actually tried to get into like, it wasn't even podcasting, it was internet radio. Um, And you had to have these servers and shit, or maybe you don't. And somebody that had an internet radio show in the early 2000s that I knew was trying to deter me from it, which could also be it. Um... That's another one, too. People like to deter you from things that may be fun, profitable, something that they wanted to do that they're not pursuing. So then they want to put negativity towards you so that you don't think that you can pursue it. I think people also like to... um, tell you that things won't work because they're afraid you're going to make it work. You know, they're like, oh, this guy might be able to pull it off. I need to put the doubt in there. It's funny. I had people, it's not like I'm a comedian necessarily now, but um, when I would tell people I was trying to get into comedy, I'd had a couple of people um, be like, huh, it, you know, like it's a hustle. It's a grind. It's a hard it's a long road 
it's this, it's that. And I'm like, you sound like you don't want me to pull it off because you didn't pull it off. That's what that sounds like. Which a lot of times is what it is. What I'm saying, people, is you can't rely on these other people because they don't always want you to succeed. Most people don't. Most people think if you succeed, they can't. Like there's only a finite amount of people that can succeed or be happy or do something that they like to generate a living. Um, And a lot of people are not doing what they like to generate a living. So they see that you might and they want to put a stop to that so that you don't have like a better life or achieve what they couldn't achieve because then they would have to realize that, oh, it was them. Oh, fuck, we circled back. They'd have to realize that, oh, shit, that guy I know that's a normal person pulled it off, and I didn't pull it off. Uh, And not even because they couldn't, but because they never tried. They never put the effort in. Or, Or they put the effort in for, like, a couple of months or a year or something like that, and then they were like, oh, it's just not, it's not working out. Well, I had a friend one time, I've told this before, I had a friend one time, he started a landscaping business, he said, and then I talked to him like six months later, and I go, dude, how's the landscaping business goes, and he goes, oh, I stopped doing that, it's not worth it, there was no customers, and I'm like, six months, nobody even knew you had a fucking business, like, what are you talking about? You figured every friend that you had would drop their uh, landscaper and then hire you? Well, guess what? This circles around again. To the fact that maybe your friends don't want to see you uh, go into your own business and be successful. Which is like, what? But that's how it is a lot of times, unfortunately. And that's shitty to think. And that's why... That's why... um, People react the way that they do when you say that you want to do this or that, you know, because they don't they don't want you to break out of that and pull it off and then them feel worse about themselves where they should just either put effort into doing what they want to do or shut the fuck up and go work your job every day. No, I don't know. It would be a lot better. So, you know, the other thing is that if you're doing something, and this is a weird statement um, that you wouldn't think, especially if you're younger, you're not going to think this is true, but eventually you'll figure it out. Most people think they want to succeed, but they're afraid to succeed, and then they... Um, put up barriers for themselves um, all the time and whether it's you know again I think that's probably uh, circling back again to people being comfortable and just wanting to stay there and I think that that's some of what that is too like they would like to be famous or 
at least just, uh, you know, do whatever they w would love to do for a career. But at the same time, a lot of people don't want, like, think about the scrutiny you have, le like, let's say with comedy, say. Think about the people that aren't even putting stuff out because they don't want their Facebook friends list to, uh, you know, say that it's stupid or that they shouldn't do it or whatever. Uh, well, once you get a little bit of fame and now you got people you don't even know telling you that. Which I guess in a way is better because at least you don't have a some kind of emotional tie to them. I think that's a lot of it. Like I was saying, when you go to a friend and you're like, oh, I got this idea, this and that. And then you expect them to be like, yeah, that's awesome. Go get it. <clears throat> and then they're like, oh, that won't work. That's stupid. That hurts more, I think. But I, I also think that um, you get to a point where um, if you're well-known, you have a bunch of these people, even though you don't know them, you got a bunch of people writing you, which is going to happen, right? Like, um, music tastes are different. Comedy tastes are different. So not, I, I always say, you know, if I hear songs that I don't like, then I just say that they're not for me. It's not that they suck. I might think that they suck, but overall, do they suck? I don't know. A lot of songs that I think suck are getting tons of airtime and um, people buying the records. So does it suck? I don't know. To me, yes. But um, who am I? Right? Am I the music guy critic? No. Um, comedy, same way. <clears throat> Comedy, you can have a very wide array of uh, comedic styles, subject matter, all type of stuff. So, again, because I don't think that jokes are that good, um, doesn't mean that they're not that good. It means that they're not that good to me. They're not my style, um, which I think everybody has an issue like Again, this is the way that you do it. No, that's the way you do it. It's a, a way to do it. Is it the? No. You know, we uh, we just go by what we know or have seen, right? So if we've only seen people do stuff one way, that's the way that you do it. But having traveled a bunch, um, I realized in other um, <clears throat> cultures, countries, they do a lot of, they're still survived, they function, everything happens, but they're doing things a little bit different than we do, um, which made me realize, oh, you know, that's not the way, that's just a way, that's our way, but that doesn't mean anything. So, like, I'll break it down real simple, food. Everybody thinks that their food is the best, their family's food is the best. Whatever they grew up on. I know people down south that think Domino's is fucking awesome pizza. Anybody here in New Jersey or the Northeast is like, bro, bro, it's not even really pizza. I do have to say I like Pizza Hut, though. The thick one, it's all like the pan. I think that's what it is. Um, it's all like greasy and like real thick. Those are and crunchy on the backside. Those are good. But it's still <clears throat> some kind of questionable like mass production pizza you know 
you just don't have our water. No, I don't know what it is. Um, but then, okay, so here's another one in reverse. We went to New York City. And I think we had just gotten back from down south or something, like a couple months before that. And we went to New York City. And I was in some restaurant, and it said Cajun chicken sandwich. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, that was a fucking disappointment. Okay? It's like getting pizza down south. Disappointment. It was not even... It was not even spicy at all. It was barely any spice on the thing. In Louisiana, you get a Cajun chicken sandwich, you're going to light your butthole on fire. All right? That's a real Cajun chicken sandwich. You go to New Orleans and ask for a Bloody Mary, don't have them make it spicy. I got medium spice and was sweating. And I like spicy stuff. My face, not so much. I just sweat. But anyway. I don't know how we got into the regional food. Oh, that's what it was. Just because it's different. Right? But some somebody up here is probably like, yo, uh, Dave and Buster's has the best Cajun sand- chicken sandwich. And people down south from Louisiana are like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's just a grilled chicken. So, I guess that's the other lesson in this. Don't get too stuck in, like, a thing. Or a mindset. Or anything. Like, I used to love to go to different countries. And then I would ask them. I would say, or ask the local guy, usually the promoter or something. And be like, what am I supposed to have here? What's the what's the thing here that everybody, you know, what's it known for here, the food? Um, and this is everywhere. China, um, islands, Antigua, Barbados, uh, South America, <clears throat> everywhere. I'm like, what's the deal here? And when I eat this stuff, I don't expect it to taste like stuff here here's a good little anecdotal story for you we went to rome and the people that i went with were from texas and they kept going this food sucks and i'm like are you i said you're comparing this to ragu you're comparing this to uh olive garden i'm like those are fucking fake knockoffs of this this is the real deal you're tasting Um, You're judging this versus shitty Americanized versions of it. But that's what they're used to, right? So that's how it should taste. Meanwhile, they're in the land of Italian food and they're arguing with it because it doesn't taste like ragu. Come on, people. So those are our two lessons. Besides not relying on other people. You have to also be open-minded um, and to everything, foods, um, experiences, anything. Just realize that you are only viewing life through the little pinhole that you've been privy to, you know, so far. And uh, that there's a lot of other things you don't know about, you don't hear about you've never tried that are going on all the time and it's people's normal ways of life Um, and we're just this is how you do it because this is how we do it and everybody does that everywhere some places are worse than others i would have to say america is pretty bad with that Um, especially north east um 
or just north really we even like to as northerners we even like to go down south we and then tell them it's like we're in the same country we're like no that's not how you do it this i do so stop doing that everybody stop and also stop when your friends come to you and say hey i got an idea don't just immediately look for to shoot holes in it at least be like huh that's a good idea you know what about this what about you know that but not be like that won't work uh and i mean i guess what about is still kind of the same thing because i get what what about oh if you don't i don't know what ifs could definitely be negative but sorry about the throat clearing um yeah just try to be self-aware and be a little receptive to their idea and maybe once they explain it, you'll get it. And maybe you're just being closed-minded and you're listening to the idea. Or maybe you're – and listen, I used to be the type of person that would listen to a statement and then immediately be trying to figure out how I could rebut that statement um, when I was young. And I realized that that's not the way – it's just a very negative um, – way to be and then you end up getting yourself into these uh, debates with people and you're like fighting this side that you're not even sure is right because you just want to be right over them you know and then you hold on to some point and sit there and argue it even though you've come to the conclusion that you're not really right but your ego is too big for you to just accept that and move along Uh, looking back, I've made a lot of progress. I know you guys don't think so, but as a person, um, and a lot of it's recent with uh, microdosing, honestly. Um, I really think that the mushrooms help with brain uh, injuries and stuff like that. Um, I will do a podcast on that soon because, like I said, I definitely have a different outlook on life and perception of a lot of things. They're like slowly creeping in these different perceptions and like I'm going, oh, duh, I'm so, an idiot. So that's why I say, you know, I, 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 so many people dislike me. I, it was my fault. All right. Most of you, it wasn't. But a couple of you, I'll give it to you. A couple. But that's it. All right. Papa peoples. I'm going to send you out with my intro song. My intro song is also an outro song. Yeah. How about that? Listen. Oh, it's going to be low. All right, guys. Go to com. Oh, shit. I never did any ads. Go to ClintEsposito.com. Freethinker.tv. Also, this is brought to you by Hero Soap Company. Uh, made the uh, ingredients are sourced and the bars of soap are made in the United States owned by an Air Force veteran um, a percentage of the proceeds go to uh, veteran and uh, first responder charities and then your first order is matched and sent to deployed military members 
you can also get also there is no parabens chemicals or any of that in the soap so you can feel comfortable rubbing the soap right on your um junk or vagina or whatever your labia you can clean the labias uh worry free you can actually get 20 percent off by going to soap hero soap company.com and then at checkout you use the code free thinkers with an s um, also last but not least uh, cryo fit sport are compression braces that have little um, ice packs you can freeze and then they have pockets so like right here on my wrist is a shitty spot to try and hold an ice thing boom done also you can get 10% uh, off there by using the code Esposito